Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's uh, episode 207, and this week we're talking about the best cities in Australia. Yeah, it's kind of ironic because at the moment we're actually sitting in the Botanical Gardens in Buenos Aires in Argentina, talking about Australia. It, it just feels kind of odd to me. <laughs> uh, with all of the traffic noise last week, we were looking for somewhere a bit quieter. So we've come here at the recommendation of uh, Birgit on the Indie Travel Podcast Facebook page. So thanks a lot, and we'll hope that the noise of the birds is better than the noise of the screaming brakes. Yeah, we've got a little bit of traffic noise. We're in the, right in the middle of the, uh, of the gardens, and it's beautiful. And yeah, you can hear the birds. I think those ones might be having a bit of a fight, kind of just above our heads. <laughs> but as long as that's all they're doing above our heads. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we've spent the last week in Buenos Aires studying at ex Spanish language school in um, the heart of the city, really. Yeah, just in the off, Centre, yeah, no. just off Florida. And uh, it's been good, but we haven't been up to much else. Been out to a couple of bars and uh, we been eating really... quite a bit of street food. Yeah, well, we're both studying in, in classes, which is quite cool. Um, and we decided to extend. We're only going to do one week, and now we're going to do two. So we're here for another week. But um, we've both got classmates. And one of my classmates went to a, a boliche, which is kind of a, a locals bar, where they have tango. Not dancing, but singing, because the music is also really famous here. And um, they went, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday, and we were just too knackered to, to go. But on Friday night, they also went, so we joined them, and it was amazing. Wasn't it incredible? It was. It was really cool. Yeah, really we got cool. there really quite early, and um, what, what about 9, 9.30? And um, the, the bar just gradually filled up. It was about the size of, you know, like two double garages put together. It wasn't a very big bar at all. And uh, people just came and came and came, and they all seemed to be Portenios. But I talked to some, and they were Portenios, which are local people from Buenos Aires. And uh, yeah, at about 11.30 the entertainment started and there was a guy with a guitar and a girl, a woman singing, with no amplification or anything and it was just amazing. They sang for maybe half an hour and then went away and then about one o'clock another couple came on, uh, two guys. And they were, they were also amazing but they seemed a lot more kind of active. They didn't sit down, they were standing up and they got everyone involved, like everyone was singing along, which is just really cool. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll sing one that you all know, okay, let's go. And uh, the Portinos who were sitting next to us uh, were calling out, sing this one, sing that one. I didn't catch the names, but they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they sang that one, and everyone was singing along. It was amazing, wasn't it? It was, yeah, really was. Yeah. Good fun. Good and fun. we had a nice talkative taxi driver on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Very sweet. And my first real hangover in several <laughs> years the next morning. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens where you drink at locals' bars. <laughs> Well, you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling and stay drinking at locals' bars by booking <laughs> through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We have a growing list of day tours at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours and travel deals updating daily at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. And when you're shopping online, don't forget to visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon or get a free audiobook with a two-week trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash audiobook or slash audible as you wish and our own books are at indietravelpodcast.com slash books uh, you can also get a copy of How to Live Like Us which is talking about our travels and how you can do it too at indietravelpodcast.com slash books this week we're talking about the best cities in Australia now as always this is pretty subject, um, subjective yes it's the, the stuff we've enjoyed the places we've been that we've loved and uh, at the end of the show we're going to point out a few places we haven't been that are also quite popular yeah we've, we've seen a lot of Australia Australia's like our neighbouring country and we've travelled around it quite a bit but obviously we haven't been everywhere we're not superheroes it'd be great if we could fly you know <laughs> i can't imagine how cold you'd be if we could fly through the air 
like oh no they have a specially made superhero suit without a without a cape oh no but you have to have a cape anyway <laughs> ironically as Linda was uh, talking about being a superhero and being able to fly <laughs> a uh, helicopter just passed overhead so we've stopped for that and uh, yeah we're back again to first of all I guess make some generalizations about Australian cities yeah and um, a few things that are common for all of them so to begin with people live in the suburbs not so much in the city centre of course in the city centre there are some apartments especially just like in, in New Zealand with more people coming in and being used to city life you've got more and more apartments kind of growing up mm. but in general people live in the suburbs on the outskirts of the city yeah so the the central areas the downtown the cbds they're really for for shopping and partying and if you're unfortunate working um <laughs> and not yeah not so much so things do tend to shut earlier than you might expect if you're from europe or a big metropolitan city in the rest of the world yeah of course there are areas with lots of bars and clubs and stuff which will stay open later but in general the city center doesn't stay open that late mm. And because of this, the, the population's really spread out, and so public transport really doesn't work that well. It's generally pretty expensive, um, not that common, but the high times are during the, the commuter rush. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, all of the cities that we've been to have an adequate public transport network that you can use, but yet it does tend to be a bit expensive and doesn't necessarily run as frequently as you might like. Yeah. Yeah, we found often we'd either have to plan things around public transport mm-hmm. or shell out for a taxi and yeah. they are not cheap anywhere yeah and so i suppose most people tend to have a car just like in new zealand because the distances are quite vast if you want to get out of the city well there's not very many intercity buses either i mean there are some and there's some trains but generally people go by their own transport well let's uh start west and head east huh so we'll start with perth um, we've got a whole city guide on Perth, which you can check out at indietravelpodcast.com slash Oceania slash Australia. But let's uh, cover it briefly now, do some of the high points. Sure. Well, we lived there for six months after our three years travelling around Europe. We went to Perth and I totally loved it. I thought it was a really, really nice city. It was quite relaxed, quite laid back. It's a river city and it's also near the beach, so you've got everything. And um, so it's on the west coast and it can be quite expensive to get to. We found it wasn't too expensive to get to because we came from uh, from Asia. It's only five hours from... Where did we come from? Kuala Lumpur? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it seemed KL. really cheap. And I was like, man, it's so cheap to get from, from Asia to, to Australia. But then I realised it's only five hours. So. And to get from Perth to anywhere else in Australia, that's where it starts getting pricey. Yes, it does. I mean, getting from Sydney to Auckland is a completely different story than getting from Perth to Auckland, mm. as we discovered. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, it's actually a really good entry point if you are coming down from Southeast Asia. Um, consider it if you're yeah. going to be heading out that way. Yeah, it's a good place to hop through. I mean, we, we spent six months there and it was really nice because we were there over summer and the summer was beautiful. It was so mm. great. Apparently the winter is dire and unpleasant, but we don't know about that. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, we, we just had the stifling heat. And, yeah. um, but, but it was fun. We had long days, long nights and uh, yeah, just lots of interesting little things to do not yeah. stuff that so much highlights but interesting little galleries and um, markets and yeah just bits and pieces yeah and there's lots to do around the city as well like there's a swan valley so you can go and go wine tasting and then mm. we went to penguin island which was really fun um, and rotnest island as well that was really cool with all the quokkas there's lots of little things to do and there's lots yeah. of day trips we also did a day trip up to the pinnacles which was fun 
And um, you can also go south down to Margaret River, where there's another wine region. It's not so much a day trip, more of a, you know, a weekend away, I'd say. Yeah. But um, there's quite a lot of things within reach. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And really is the only base you've got if you want to explore the west coast, like the Ningaloo Reef and even up further. So a lot of people use it as their base and then head south, come back up again, and then head north and, and often continue right around to Darwin. Yeah, it can be quite expensive, though, because that's where the miners live when they're, they're flying in and flying out. And so accommodation costs were really quite astronomical. We paid yeah. so much. But then again, if you're living there, the wages were also quite reasonable. But oh, yeah, reasonable. They were... Excellent, they wonderful were, gradient. Yeah. <laughs> we, we really liked that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, costs possibly more expensive than even the rest of Australia, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on then to somewhere a little bit cheaper, but... Oh, probably equally as small yeah. uh, which is Adelaide in South Australia yeah Adelaide's the capital of South Australia it's where my sister lives so we we spent a bit of time there recently just over Christmas and New Year's the first time we went when we were flying home from Perth we stopped to visit my sister and we didn't really like it it just seemed a little bit boring and dull and that's what a lot of people say about Adelaide but once we gave it a bit more time we realized that it's really got a character of its own that we we really like it's um the, the city itself is set a bit away from the water so it's it's near the beach, but the city itself isn't. Um, my sister, however, lives near the beach, which is really pleasant. And I think the beach suburbs are what make it. That's where everyone yeah. goes to relax. It's where everyone goes even to go out drinking. It's, you know. Yeah, quite often. Because um, you're sitting in there, you're basically facing west. And so a lot of people after work head out there mm. to watch the sunset. So yeah. you sit at a beachfront cafe or bar with a cocktail and, uh, yeah, watch the sun go down. Yeah, Henley and Glenelg are really nice places to be yeah, for the sunset. Yeah, they're the, the two beach suburbs which are easiest to get to. Mm-hmm. Probably Glenelg with the, the tram that runs out yeah, there, yeah. The, the easiest to get to. That's right. Yeah, unfortunately, again, the public transport isn't the best. The tram <laughs> is good, but we tried to catch the bus into the city. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty painful. Yeah. But there are uh, free city bikes that you can now pick up around the place, pick up and drop off, mm-hmm. um, and they're a good way to get around, so you can kind of there's lots of places in the the central city you can pick them up and you can't leave them out by the beaches but there are bike paths that lead all the way out there so you can avoid most of the traffic uh run along some of the streams and and rivers and uh yeah just use the bikes to get around make sure you drop them off before they shut again yeah (laughs) otherwise you'll uh you'll be in a bit of trouble so there were lots of cool things to do in and around Adelaide. We did quite a lot of them, which was really excellent. First of all, we went up Mount Lofty with a scapegoat tours. That was mountain biking. And they also do a, um, a bike tour around some wineries, mm. which we would have loved to do too, but we ended up not doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the wine regions around there are pretty fantastic. I yeah. mean, there are three of them that are really famous. Barossa, Clare Valley and the McLaren Vale and uh, they all produce excellent wine, each have their own distinct characteristics and uh, for each of them there's day tours that run <laughs> out of Adelaide itself. That's right, so um, Escape Goat did the, the biking tour around McLaren Vale mm. but we went up with what was it, uh, Groovy Grape yep. up to the Barossa as well and I think that was quite a good way to do it, but I'd probably recommend doing what we did later, which was getting a car and just driving up by ourselves. We went to visit some well, friends of my sister, and it was really cool. We had our own private guide. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> <Yep>. Nev. <laughs> Thanks, Nev. Um, and, yeah, there's, 
I don't know, there's just other little bits and pieces around the place to do that are really fun. We did an Aboriginal city tour. We got to walk around the Botanical Gardens, learn a little bit about the Aboriginal history of that Adelaide. That was really good. And uh, also a lot, a lot, a lot about the, the plants and the bush food and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that was magic. Uh, we also went kayaking with dolphins out by the power plant. Yeah, that was it's, cool. Uh, it's quite funny. The power plant uses the water from the inlet to, to cool itself. And the dolphins really love the extra warm water yeah. that, it, um, that it pushes back out again so there's this pot of dolphins that lives there most of the time really it was really cool and we got to see the it was kind of like the ship graveyard oh yeah that's right where a whole bunch of ships have been put i mean it wasn't like they died there they um, (laughs) they've been brought in for visual effect but they look really cool and they're fun to kayak around yeah absolutely hey well let's move east again and move to melbourne which is one of my favorite cities in the world so i'm a little bit biased i love melbourne melbourne's melbourne's just awesome there's so much that's cool about Melbourne. I mean, it's got excellent cafes, it's got really good public transport, although Melbournians do like to complain about that. And it's just got a really nice feel about it. It's got the river and it's got the sea, which is mm. always a, a big plus for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, for me, it's the coffee culture that yeah. really makes it. There's very few chains, although they do exist, um, but there's all of these little tiny cafes or maybe seat 10 to 12 people or some of them like larger ones up Uh to 30 people and um, gosh just some of the best coffee in the world it's so good and it's got a really nice all these little places have a really nice feel about them Mm. yeah I mean it's the blend of Melbourne's kind of this blend of ultra modern and Victorian yeah which is yeah it it just gives the whole place a really cool vibe one thing I love is Fed Square. It's just a really nice place to meet up right by the um, the station. Mm. And also Acme is there, which is the Australian Centre for the Moving Image. Yeah. And whenever we're in Melbourne, we always go there. Last time we went, I went to play Lemmings for like three hours. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> an exhibition on the history of video games. Yeah, and, and a uh, whole bunch of video games that you could play. And, and we lost you. <laughs> <laughs> I normally spend too much time in there being a film geek, watching all the, all the shorts and a lot of Australian film, which is available free to watch. Yeah, that was really good. Um... There's free Wi-Fi there in Fed Square as yeah. well, so if you, there's free Wi-Fi is hard to come by in Australia. It's true. It's true. And uh, so if you're stuck, Fed Square is a good place just to check your emails and uh, and send the ones that you need to. I think that's another point we could could make about all of Australia that <laughs> Wi-Fi and internet access is not easy to come by. I mean, one thing we love about Argentina is that everywhere you go, there's an internet connection, and it's all free. You know, it's most often don't even need a password. You just connect. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But in Australia and New Zealand as well. Most cafes don't even have Wi-Fi. Maybe half of them will have it. And it's difficult, you know? The connection's really slow. It's difficult. But so that's why free Wi-Fi in Fed Square is quite a big thing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know where to go. I mean, we wandered around for about 20 minutes or half an hour trying to find a cafe in Melbourne with Wi-Fi. It failed. failed No, no, we did. We we managed. We went and we asked like four or five cafes, do you have Wi-Fi, do you have Wi-Fi? And they said, no, no, no. So finally we went into one and they said no. And we said, okay, well, we need a coffee anyway. So we sat down. And ten minutes later, the girl came over and was like, oh, yeah, actually, we do have it. (laughs) (laughs) How could you not know? (laughs) So funny. Well, when you're in Melbourne, the uh, City Circle tram makes it easy to get around. This is a uh, a hop-on, hop-off kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's it's designed for tourists. There's, like, a voiceover, pre-recorded voiceover that tells you what's on your left, what's on your right, Uh what attractions are around the stop that uh that you're at yep um and, and it's free it's, it's free yeah it's just a good way to get around the the central city yeah. and all around there are cool little shopping arcades look at that gosh 
there's this weird little animal crossing the path just in front of us. I don't have any idea what it is. It's about the size of what a cat. Yeah. I reckon it might be one of those things that we saw up at Iguazu Falls, oh, which yeah. the name I can't remember. Um, that was cool. Well, with that little distraction, uh, <laughs> it's probably a good time to move on to Sydney. Yes, well, Sydney. Craig hasn't been to Sydney for a while, but I've been maybe four or five times in the last eight years. Mm. And I really like Sydney. It's not, it's not my favourite city, but it definitely is quite striking. I think of it as a lot more noticeable than Melbourne. Melbourne's got a really, really good vibe to it, whereas Sydney kind of catches your attention more because it's so bright and shiny. I mean, it's got those great icons. It's got the, the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge. Mm. And, you know, you've automatically got an image of what Sydney is yeah. when you say Bondi the word Beach. Sydney. Bondi yeah. Beach, you know. Um, I really like the area around the harbour, which is where both those icons are. You've got um, the Opera House. If you're, if you're looking out into the harbour, you've got the Opera House on your right and the, the Harbour Bridge to your left. And the circular key area is really nice. There's lots of bars and it's, it's a nice place to be. I also really like the rocks, which is right nearby. It's the old kind of old town of Sydney with really narrow streets and it's all kind of red because of the, the colour of the bricks and there's lots of little shops that you can go and visit which is really really cool uh, if you want to you can catch a ferry over to Manly which is a nice way to see the harbour as well as going over and, and seeing mm. more of the city and what's in Manly? Manly is just a, a nice little beach it's kind of like going to Devonport you know so it's uh, somewhere you can go for the day and, and have a coffee and wander around last time I was there or maybe the time before um, I decided to go swimming for some reason July July is winter. It was freezing, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> and, um, and what else? I mean, all of Sydney is just a nice place to go shopping. I really like underneath a lot this, a lot of the um, city, these kind of underground areas where you can go shopping. Okay. Um, and it's just, um, yeah, it's kind of like a really big mall that follows along the main streets. Yep. And also there's a good um, wildlife park there called Taronga Zoo. I've been to it several times, and it's a really good place to see Australian animals. There goes that weird animal again, talking yeah. of animals. Gosh, that's <laughs> weird. Oh, well, let's use that as an excuse to move on once again. <laughs> it's like, whenever we've talked about something too much, I'm sure this large rat will cross the, uh, <laughs> cross the path again. Yeah. Well, on to our Brisbane then, which is the last city we're going to talk about in any detail. Mm-hmm. And um, Brisbane's somewhere I expected to not like, because uh-huh. I visited last when I was about... 16 um, playing basketball for my school and we did a, a basketball tour up the east coast of Australia and I remember Brisbane being kind of not very nice at <laughs> all um, but going back there now and uh, just hanging out there for a few days with some friends yeah. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah it was so really good, we only had like, what three or four days didn't we, we didn't have anywhere near as much time as we would have liked but it was cool. We met up with my friend Jodie, who we met in Malta. She's um, Australian, but her grandparents or parents are from Malta. And we met when we were living there. And we hadn't seen her for what, three years. And it was really good to catch up with her again and also to have someone who knew the city. Mm. So, yeah, it was just a, quite a nice, relaxed place. I love, I love river cities. Although I was really surprised. You know, you had all these, these maps with the river on them. And I was like, oh, so what's the name of the river in Brisbane? Turns out it's called the Brisbane River. (laughs) Nothing if not original. Thank you, Australia. Yeah, Yeah, um, it's really nice walking along the river, actually. There's um, artificial beaches at some points and lots of, uh, like, more ice cream shops and things Mm -hmm. like that than cafes, really, but that kind of tropical cafe, I guess. Uh 
I really enjoyed catching the ferry into the city. Mm. That was really cool because where we were staying was down the river a bit or up the river, I don't know which one it was. Yep. And uh, yeah, you could catch a ferry that wasn't very expensive into the city and it was a really good way to get around. Yeah, it was um, It was kind of like a, a mini cruise and public transport yeah, yeah. all in one. So we were surprised kind of at how, uh, how cheap and efficient it was uh-huh. compared with the buses. Yeah. And then after that, we went down to the Gold Coast, didn't we? So yeah. that was quite good because we got tickets into Brisbane, but when we were looking at flights out, it was going to be really expensive to get from Brisbane to, to Auckland. But then we looked, oh, what about the Gold Coast? So we looked down there and we managed to save like $200 by flying yeah. out of the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, for what, a one and a half hour, two hour train journey? Oh, it was less than that. It was yeah, maybe, one hour, maybe one hour in the train. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a definite win and I guess ties into what we were talking about flights last week. Eh? Yeah, yeah, looking around, look at other op- options. Yeah. Well, Brisbane and uh, a lot of that northeastern coast are currently recovering from huge oh, yeah. floods that happened oh, about four months ago. So if you're going anytime soon, um, do go, do go. Yep. Tourism is back up and running <laughs> again. Um, but, yeah, you might see some, some effects of the flood damage still around. Mm-hmm. Well, other places we visited. Um, Alice Springs, we were there recently. Yeah. Now, Alice Springs is not a place you want to plan to spend any time. No. It's a, it's a good kind of end of tour place or a place to jump off from if you're doing another tour or doing yeah. something else. So if you're coming to the Northern Territory, you, you probably will have to go to Alice. Um, but yeah, it, just, it wasn't very nice. I think we had two nights there and that was more than enough. You know, there just wasn't yeah, really anything to do. It, yeah, it's a place that people use to go and visit Uluru, to go and visit uh, the Painted Desert. And so a lot of people will, will fly in, do a two- to five-day tour around the natural attractions mm-hmm. of the uh, Northern Territory and maybe the top of South Australia, depending on, on what they're doing, and then uh, fly out of. Mm-hmm. The other really common thing is people passing from... Adelaide up to uh, Cooper PD, then up through South Australia, um, go see Uluru, go up to Alice, recover from driving for a day or two, and then start again another really long drive up to Darwin. Yeah, we've never been to Darwin, so we can't really comment on that. Yeah, and Cairns and Hobart as well. Yeah. So these these three cities are, are quite popular, but places that we've never been. So I have been to Hobart. When? Well, when I was six, five. <laughs> I remember seeing Tasmanian Devils, and I remember, I think that's where we flew in a helicopter, and I, you know, we went in the pink one and I wanted the blue one, or something like that, you know. It was one of those, I'm a spoiled little girl kind of moments. Yeah, it sounds like it. I remember when we, like when, we were in, when we were in Sydney, about the same age, my sister and I decided to go for a walk by ourselves, and <laughs> I still remember my dad telling us off. In great length. I think we had to write lines. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something your dad would play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when not... I will not wander off in strange cities by myself. <laughs> I will not wander off on strange cities by myself. That, that's not a lesson you've really learned, is it? No, no. I think I have wandered off in strange cities by myself. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Pretty sure you have. Well, we're away from the uh, computer right now, so we don't have access to what's happening right up to date on the community. Um, but I know there is stuff happening. Um, there's photos being uploaded. There's new topics in the forums. Um, also, we've got new pages on Argentina and Brazil. Very if, exciting. If uh, you're planning your trip up to South America, we've also got Uruguay and um, Ecuador. We've got the and writing South in Korea. for that. Um, yeah, South Korea won't help people that are planning <laughs> trips to uh, to South America. But yep, that that's uh, all there or coming up really soon in the South America or Asia <laughs> section. 
And, I'm just excited um, about what's coming up. <laughs> We've also got city guides now for Shanghai and Soju. They're the in China. They're the first uh, full city guides that we've got with like history, things to do, getting around climate, like very exciting, all, all very sorts excited. of stuff. So yeah, there's there's lots of cool things happening at that. If you're just listening to the podcast or on the RSS feed, you're not going to see. So make sure you come by the site and check it out. Yeah, there's all sorts of other pages you can look at as well. For example, if you want to help、What? us keep travelling, you could visit indietravelpodcast.com/flights/hostels/insurance when you're booking your travel online. And there's also a growing list of day tours at indietravelpodcast.com/tours and travel deals at indietravelpodcast.com/deals. Sweet as as always, do come by the community and、uh, sign up for an account. Say good day, ask your questions, answer other people's questions, and if you are after a、uh, free audio book, you can grab a trial from Audible.com at indietravelpodcast.com/audiobook. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well. <laughs>